Welcome back to Become a Media Maven. If you did not listen to the last episode, I highly suggest you do because I gave a great introduction to Atomic Habits by James Clear and I read my notes and my takeaways from the first section, which is make it obvious. That is one of the four laws of behavior change. And today I'm going to talk about the second law, which is make it attractive. And I'm gonna whip out my book again. And I'm just gonna share what I highlighted. Again, if you didn't listen to part one, you wanna listen to that because you're kinda jumping in the middle here and it may not make a lot of sense. The more attractive an opportunity is, the more likely it is to become habit forming. Habits are a dopamine driven feedback loop. Every behavior that is highly habit forming, taking drugs, eating junk food, playing video games, browsing social media, is associated with higher levels of dopamine. When it comes to habits, the key takeaway is this. Dopamine is released not only when you experience pleasure, but also when you anticipate it. Gambling addicts have a dopamine spike right before they place a bet, not after they win. Cocaine addicts get a surge of dopamine when they see the powder, not after they take it. Whenever you predict that an opportunity will be rewarding, your levels of dopamine spike in anticipation. And whenever dopamine rises, so does your motivation to act. This is one reason the anticipation of an experience can often feel better than the attainment of it. As a child, thinking about Christmas morning can be better than opening the gifts. As an adult, daydreaming about an upcoming vacation can be more enjoyable than actually being on vacation. We need to make our habits attractive because it's the expectation of a rewarding experience that motivates us to act in the first place. This is where a strategy known as temptation bundling comes into play. Temptation bundling works by linking an action you wanna do with an action you need to do. So in one person's case, he bundled watching Netflix, the thing he wanted to do, with riding his stationary bike the thing he needed to do. Businesses are masters at temptation building. For instance, when the American Broadcasting Company, more commonly known as ABC, launched its Thursday night television lineup for the 2014-15 season, they promoted temptation bundling on a massive scale. Here's an example. Every Thursday, the company would air three shows created by Shonda Rhimes, Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, They branded it as TGIT, thank God it's Thursday. In addition to promoting the shows, ABC encouraged viewers to bake popcorn, drink red wine, and enjoy the evening. The brilliance of this strategy is that ABC was associating the thing they needed viewers to do, watch their shows, with activities that the viewers already wanted to do, relax, drink wine, and eat popcorn. Over time, people began to connect watching ABC with feeling relaxed and entertained. If you drink red wine and eat popcorn at 8 o'clock every Thursday night, then eventually 8 p.m. on Thursday means relaxation and entertainment. The reward gets associated with the cue and the habit of turning on the television becomes more attractive. The habit stacking plus temptation building formula is this. After I... Insert your current habit, I will, and then insert the habit you need. Or after, insert the habit you need, I will, insert the habit you want. So here are some examples. 
After I get my morning coffee, I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened yesterday. After I say one thing I'm grateful for, I will read the news. After I get back from my lunch break, I will call three potential clients. After I call three potential clients, I will check ESPN. So you want to combine those three things. Current habit, habit you need, and then habit you want. Doing the thing you need to do means you get to do the thing you want to do. Temptation bundling is one way to create a heightened version of any habit by connecting it with something you already want. Engineering a truly irresistible habit is a hard task, but this simple strategy can be employed to make nearly any habit more attractive than it would be otherwise. We imitate the habits of three groups in particular, the close, the many, the powerful. Each group offers an opportunity to leverage the second law of behavior change and make our habits more attractive. So number one, imitating the close. One of the most effective things you can do to build better habits is to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. New habits seem achievable when you see others doing them every day. Join a culture where A, your desired behavior is the normal behavior, and B, you already have something in common with the group. Nothing sustains motivation better than belonging to the tribe. It transforms a personal quest into a shared one. Previously, you were on your own. Your identity was singular. You are a reader. You are a musician. You are an athlete. When you join a book club or a band or a cycling group, your identity becomes linked to those around you. Growth and change is no longer an individual pursuit. We are readers, we are musicians, we are cyclists. The shared identity begins to reinforce your personal identity. And this is why remaining part of a group after achieving a goal is crucial to maintaining your habits. It's friendship and community that embed a new identity and help behaviors last over the long run. And then don't forget number two, imitating the many, and number three, imitating the powerful. A craving is just a specific manifestation of a deeper underlying motive. At a deep level, you simply want to reduce uncertainty and relieve anxiety to win social acceptance and approval or to achieve status. Look at nearly any product that's habit-forming and you'll see that it does not create a new motivation, but rather latches onto the underlying motives of human nature. Here's the powerful part. There are many different ways to address the same underlying motive. One person might learn to reduce stress by smoking a cigarette. Another person learns to ease their anxiety by going for a run. Your current habits are not necessarily the best way to solve the problems you face. They're just the methods you learned to use. Once you associate a solution with the problem you need to solve, you keep coming back to it. You see a cue, categorize it based on past experience, and determine the appropriate response. This all happens in an instant, but it plays a crucial role in your habits because every action is preceded by a prediction. Life feels reactive, but it is actually predictive. All day long, you are making your best guess of how to act given what you've just seen and what has worked for you in the past. You're endlessly predicting what will happen in the next moment. Our behavior is heavily dependent on these predictions. Put another way, 
Our behavior is heavily dependent on how we interpret the events that happen to us, not necessarily the objective reality of the events themselves. These predictions lead to feelings, which is how we typically describe a craving, a feeling, a desire, an urge. Feelings and emotions transform the cues we perceive and the predictions we make into a signal that we can apply. A craving is the sense that something's missing. It's the desire to change your internal state. Our feelings and emotions tell us whether to hold steady in our current state or make a change. They help us decide the best course of action. To summarize, the specific cravings you feel and habits you perform are really an attempt to address your fundamental underlying motives. Whenever a habit successfully addresses a motive, you develop a craving to do it again. So here's how to reprogram your brain to enjoy hard habits. You can make hard habits more attractive if you learn to associate them with a positive experience. Sometimes all you need is a slight mind shift change. Now, imagine changing one word. You don't have to, you get to. By simply changing one word, you shift the way you view each event. You transition from seeing these behaviors as burdens and turn them into opportunities. Reframing your habits to highlight their benefits rather than their drawbacks is a fast and lightweight way to reprogram your mind and make a habit seem more attractive. Going off book here, I remember when I was doing my TEDx talk and somebody asked if I was nervous and I changed the feeling of being nervous to being excited. Like, no, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. And by telling myself that, I really wasn't nervous anymore. Back on book. Once a habit has been built, the cue can prompt a craving, even if it has little to do with the original situation. The key to finding and fixing the causes of your bad habits is to reframe the associations you have about them. It's not easy, but if you can reprogram your predictions, you can transform a hard habit into an attractive one. Now I'm gonna do a little recap to finish this second section. I talked about how to create a good habit in the last episode, but I'm gonna go through this again and then I'm going to add on to it. I'm going to stack these. So when we talked about how to create a good habit, we said make it obvious. We need to say, I will do this behavior at this time and this location. And then we talked about habit stacking. After I perform my current habit, I will do this new habit. You also want to design your environment, make the cues of good habits obvious and visible. The second law we talked about today is making it attractive. Use temptation bundling. Pair an action you want to do with an action you need to do. Join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. And then create a motivation ritual. Do something you enjoy immediately before a difficult habit. Now, when it comes to breaking a bad habit, we want to make it invisible. Reduce your exposure. Remove the cues of your bad habits from your environment. And then make it unattractive. Reframe your mindset. Highlight the benefits of avoiding your bad habits. That is it for this week. That was part two, make it attractive. In the next episode, we're going to visit the third law, which is make it easy. Remember, for more on atomic habits, 
you can visit becomeamediamaven.com. That is where you will find the show notes for every episode of this podcast, as well as my book, Become a Media Maven. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.